0: The Weekend Variety Wireless with Dock Edge Festival. Get a free program at dockedge.nz.
1: Oh, one of the finest introductions in rock. Steve Marriott, small faces, with the amazing P.P. Arnold vocals. That's Steve Marriott singing there, but Pepe Arnold rips into the chorus. Go and check it out on YouTube. It's just... Stunning, vibrant, electrical performance. I've fallen in love with it all over again this week because I managed to corner Pepe Arnold ahead of her concert in New Zealand. She was a vocalist with Small Faces. Well, here she comes, I can't resist it. CV is miles long. Eric Clapton, Barry Gibbs, Small Faces, Rolling Stones, uh, you name it. Uh, Went to London really early on, like about 66, with Ike and Tina Turner and the ICATs, and found London much more fun and stayed there, just like Jimi Hendrix, close friend of Cat Stevens, Jimi Hendrix. Anyway, Pee Arnold, an in-depth chat. Uh, between 10 o'clock and 11. She can talk the leg off a dog, a table. She, she's a great talker. She's tremendous. Um, I'll just give you a little sample of what the interview was like. She went on for a while. I went for a pie, and um, she just carried on.
2: I the 70s in in my book, in my autobiography, the 70s are like the lost years for me because I didn't have a label and I didn't have management. And then I tragically lost my daughter in a car accident. And it was just awful, you know. And then when I came back into the industry in the 80s, everything had changed. Have
1: I, lo- have I lost you? No, no, I'm here. Oh,
2: am okay. I'm
1: No, I'm all ears. <laughs> oh, she's a cracking chat uh, with so many stories from that time in London. Really, it was a few square miles around Soho that was just amazing in that, um, uh, you know, that swinging London time. Anyway, don't miss her. PP Arnold between 10 o'clock and 11. Uh, the initial interview lasted about five hours, and I managed to uh, just trim it down to about forty minutes. All right. Also this evening, uh, the story of Rua Kenana, uh with that's the outsider tale. He's the prophet slash I don't know was he a charlatan, a cultist? Find out all about him. Uh, in the Uruwera, a resistant person to some degree. Anyway, even though he didn't get on with his uh, locals either, uh, to some extent, that's uh, this the Outsider tale with Gerard Hindmarsh after 11 o'clock. All right. Here's the thing, and I think a lot of people might be able to relate to this. Tamar Munk is here, ready for media stick. Hello, Tamar. Hello. You, you get went,
2: you went all dramatic, and you had said that I could interrupt in the interest yeah, but here. Yeah,
1: because I, I, I need someone to talk to with about this. Mm. You get you're waiting for some a package to arrive, and you <gasps> really, really want that package to arrive. Is this a career rant? It's a career rant. I've made notes. Um, it's seven thirty in the morning. I go out to the letterbox. Oh, hello. Here's a card. Card to call.
2: Hang on. 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 Is this a card from yesterday?
1: No, it's a card from fr- 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 Friday. It, it came on Friday in the letterbox really, really early. I'm not usually up at 7.30. I didn't know there was a 7.30 until Friday. And <laughs> I got it out of the letterbox and said we've...
2: So hang on, they'd arrived at 7.30, they'd knocked on the door and you hadn't been home.
1: I was either asleep or something.
2: It's yeah, no, a little after 7. Yeah, no, it's, it's shortly after 7. 7.30 is otherwise known as shortly after 7. Yeah. That's true. Okay, no, that's fine. I'm just, I'm just getting the lay of the land. Yep, carry on. Thank you,
1: thank you. Um, scene setting. It's crest-falling, isn't it? It's always card to call. Falling. Is an
2: absolute. What I'm going to say, Graham, is that a card to call is a punish. Yeah. It is an utter punish. A, you've missed the original call, and B. What that card to call says, and this is where I think you're going, is that you are about to enter into a world of pain.
1: Yeah. For something I really, really needed. And really, really wanted. Well no
2: now, I'm gonna I'm gonna up that because I don't know if it is always something that you need. Mm. Sometimes it's the card to call for the thing that you don't even know what the bloody hell it was. Exactly. Is it my uncle's stuffed elephant's head sent
1: or is it just a random something you don't know you don't know you, they don't say you they don't. can't say and
2: they ca- they haven't gone this is a card to call from a package from no m- your uncle no it's just there's something it's just there's something we can't tell you <laughs> you missed okay this is what a card to call says we came to your house we were gonna deliver you something but you've missed out on something. Yeah, bad luck. It's like <laughs> you didn't win. Yeah, and uh, then yeah. you've got to go through a phone or internet or in person, absolute wounding experience Isn't it? to retrieve said something mm. that you may or may not the the desire factor lessons at every second of interaction of an admin that you have to go through.
1: I was expecting something. I highly suspected it was this thing that I needed. Um, So I got the card, went to the website. Chrome, Google Chrome, okay, that's a reasonably reliable search vessel. Web page rejected on Google Chrome for their website. I'm not going to name the courier company because they might be good for other occasions and they need not be besmirched, but Good for, by something, good for
2: something that's not couriering, is that what you're saying? Oh, man. Yeah.
1: So that was rejected. So I tried another browser, managed to get through on funny old Microsoft Internet Explorer.
0: Oh, from <laughs>
1: 1994 or yeah, yeah. Exactly. And so then it said, Card to call. So you click on the card to call and it says, would you like to pick it up or would you like it re-delivered? And these are active links. Now, would I like to pick it up? A, I don't know where the feck you are. Pick it up. I might have to plan half a day. Oh, you can pick it up from our depot in Paraguay. (laughs) Um, Or re-delivered. When? This is a Friday. Are you going to do it tomorrow? I don't know. So I thought, no, I'm not going to click either of these because these are committal clicks. I rang them up. (laughs) do do -do do 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 Would you like to call? You know, you go through all the things. Click one for this. Click zero for that. Click zero for the. So I went for receptionist. And this is golden. I wish I'd recorded it. I really wish I'd recorded it. Just for my own keeping, I wouldn't have played it on air because the... New Zealand accent of the person on reception would be too definable. It's it's not, it happened to be female. It's not her fault. Mm. Uh, Managed a conversation. I said, okay, I've got a card to call. What number is it? You go through all that process. And I said, well, where is it now? Can I get it? Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. But they, they called and you weren't there. And I said, well, okay, but how can I get it? Well, we're going to have to, they're out delivering. And I said, can they come back and deliver it to me? Oh, no. No, we can't do that. Um, after a lot of why nots," um, They said, well, look, I can tell you when it comes back to the depot later today, we think they'll be in a bit later. I said, well, what about, can I get it re-delivered on Saturday? Oh, yes, but we don't work on Saturday. That's the actual sentence. Yes, but we don't work on Saturday, which left me confused. (laughs) All right, okay, so does it cost extra money on Saturday? Oh, well, it depends. Well, for God's sake, anyway. So I said, well, when it comes back to your place and you can tell me that it's there, can you send it out to me? No, we can't do that. It'll be at least 24 to 48 hours. But then again, we're not working on Saturday or Sunday, so it's going to be Monday or Tuesday. I said, okay, I could get a courier to come and pick it up from your place today and get it to my place today. She said, oh, yeah, I suppose you could. Here we go. Here's the moment. It's been boring up to now, but it's not now. I asked her. Do you know of any good courier companies? I swear to Lord Jesus Christ, <laughs> she said. Um, no, not really.
2: Wow. <laughs> That's amazing.
1: No. I said, are you a courier company? Yeah. Can you get it to me? No. No. I could get a courier company to pick it up from you. Oh, I don't know of a good one. How's that? Is a courier company a courier company or what? Anyway, I had to drive out there on Saturday. It took three U-turns, getting (coughs) lost.
2: Was it in Rosebank Road?
1: No. It was way out in somewhere. They call it Mount Wellington, but it's hidden. It's not proper Mount Wellington. Because
2: I've had to do many U-turns going to one All this
1: just for some average porn. Unbelievable. (laughs) (laughs) It was a rat trap. Okay. The
2: internet's full, Graham. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much,
1: Tamar. All right. Coming up this evening on Media Stick with Tamar Munk. Oh, we're going to go um, big on t- crazy Kanye um, and the the slavery thing, uh, amongst many others. all right. That's enough of a rant for me. But I'll be, I suspect other people have felt same with a career it's just is when you get the card and the
2: card to call is is a card called to frustration
1: yeah yeah it's no fun from there on in no. is it the card is the most crestfallen thing
2: yeah no
0: yeah.
1: Not the card yeah. oh. we
3: are drugged out we are following other people's opinions we are controlled by the media. And today, it all changes. We need to think how to think free. We need to be free thinkers. Then we need to learn how to
1: feel free. That's Kanye West. More on him and much more besides. Oh, Kim Hill talking rectums.
0: The Weekend Variety Wireless with Dock Edge Festival. For details, visit dockedge.nz. You're You're mad for shagging though, aren't you? One of the frustrations of life is never finding precisely the pornography you want. Well, it's true. TK,
2: face picked
0: up in ED? I don't want to jump to conclusions of the history in case we missed
1: it. Sorry? TK mumbling. This from Shorty!
2: We haven't haven't had the TK mumble for a while.
1: The Shortland Street Poonami. Mm. Occasionally they just hit gold. I think mm. it was wonderful.
2: I've got a story behind that, Graeme. Please I've got tell. the inside information. That is based on a true story. Really? That Shortland Street Poonami is based on a true story. As you know, I used to work at South Pacific Pictures. Yeah. So I've still got the, the, the mates that I used to work with back in the day, one of whom, a good friend of mine, is still the studio manager at South Pacific Pictures. And uh, there was an incident, hmm, I want to say kind of probably about six months ago, which is about right in, actually, if I think about it, it's about right in Shortland Street writing terms in terms of it takes six months for something to come to screen, where there was actually a sewage leak downstairs in the Shortland Street, not the studios, but the admin offices, Mm -hmm. and all of the carpets and all of the flooring and all of the, the everything had it wasn't quite the tidal wave of shite okay. that one saw on the television
1: were there stalls on
2: the move which ps those um television stalls anybody that saw that they were made of chocolate right because my other mates are at the department anyway um but that was they there were several days where there was people had to move out of offices and things because and they called it the punami and mm. so then of course you know Art imitates life, doesn't it? And so there you had it. I
1: thought it was a good line.
2: Yeah, it was a great line.
1: Um, During the week, while in here at the office, people would scurry up to me uh, like a rat, like a rat inquiring about, um, "Mm, mm, mm, is there anything good to eat here? Saying, what do you know about Clark Gayford? Uh, What do you know about Clark Gayford? Now, I was totally in the dark because um, I was not really engaged a lot with the uh, media earlier in the week. And I said, Hi oh, I've got no idea what you're talking about, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, your thoughts on Clark Gayford or do you want to hear what um Hosking on it first?
2: Oh, you can go Hosking on it first. Okay. Go on.
1: Mike Hosking, um what did you call it? Stage Whispering.
2: Yeah, I called it stage whispering. Well this was shortly after it was sort of the day after it had been announced and this was Hosking uh he'd actually talked about it and then this was sort of following up from the news. He came in with this quite weird I just thought it was odd. Anyway, go. Okay.
0: okay. Speaking of parliament, uh Winston Peters. I don't know if you've heard from Winston this morning, but uh, on the Gayford thing that we mentioned before the news, I'm speaking quietly in case the lawyers overhear me. On the Gayford thing, um Peter says it's a black ops operation.
1: That's what he said yesterday, black ops. What? What, is, what does that mean? Shh. Okay. What ha, What did I miss out on this week? What are the rumours? What's going on?
2: Well, I can't say what the rumours are so I'll get done for defamation. Okay. Um, but I think there's a theory, which I, I can speak to what the Mark Hosking comment was. There's hmm. a theory that some... Members of the National Party or hangers-on of the National Party, which is the black ops accusation, were inst- Hang on,
1: Carolyn, are we okay here? We've got a lawyer in the corner. Oh yeah, she knits. I, well, we've got a nod so far, but just to be careful, okay? Carry on.
2: Carry on. Safety first. Safety first. Um, uh, that there was so that there was an orchestrated listening litany <laughs> thank you of uh some scurrilous okay. accusations around Clark Gayford. Oh. Uh but that it was sort of by uh d- done by design and with some strategy as opposed to being just okay. random. Um, A
1: malicious rumour.
2: Malicious and orchestrated. Right. I think that what what I found interesting um was But that it captivated the water coolers apparently. It captivated the water coolers and what I found fascinating is that what it did was um, it, it uh, enacted what's known as the Streisand effect mm. um, which I thought I hadn't heard of the Streisand effect actually but and I read about it out of context of this but actually this then made sense of it completely which is that when you're trying to bury something desperately trying to bury and it's particularly with celebrity that by attempting to silence you actually amplify and so what it did was anybody that hadn't been party to any rumors about clark gayford all of a sudden was desperate to know what these rumors were and this is this is prime i don't want to say primordial um a primal instinct in humans, we have a quest for knowledge. And when we... That's why murder mysteries are so popular. It's why we... It's all of this stuff. It's like we want... When there's a gap in our knowledge, we want to know what the gap is, right? Yeah. That's a fundamental human need. And it's how we've survived for all this time. Except for Gwyneth
1: Paltrow and Kanye West, but, you know...
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But... um, It's well put, yes. uh, Yeah. So... When you feel like you're missing out on something, you just want to more and more know what it is. Yeah. And so this has this is what is known as the Streisand effect. You do make, you have you this? A,
1: I do. Um, you make a lot of noise. You make more noise with your spade digging when yes. you're trying to bury something, and people come and say, what are you burying?" Exactly. All right. The Streisand effect explained.
0: Imagine you're a high schooler. Something written on the bathroom wall about you, something you don't like and you immediately go looking for the school principal, who you find giving an assembly to the entire school. But you can't wait for the assembly to be over. You've got to go up to them now and whisper into their ear that there's something terrible written about you in the bathroom, and you want it scrubbed. You want it scrubbed now. Even though the rest of the school might not have heard what you said, even though they may not have heard any information at all, they get the gist of it. What's their first move? Well, obviously, they want to know what's written in the bathroom and obviously they're gonna find out in a very simplistic way that's the Streisand effect. The Streisand effect is when an attempt to suppress any information in any form ends up making that information more sought after and probably more found. It's like when a horror movie gets banned for being too nasty. More people want to see it and it probably just helps sales. In 2002 The California Records Project was established with the intent to make a photographic history of the California coastline, particularly looking at coastal erosion, taking a photograph from a helicopter every 500 feet or so. One of these photographs included Fortress Streisand. Now, in all the articles i found with this photo attached, they always say this is a picture of her Malibu house. But they never say which one of these houses is Barbara Streisand's, so I assume it's the one with the trampoline. Streisand took issue with what she thought was a breach of privacy. Streisand decided to sue for a very not insane 50 million dollars. By the time she filed her lawsuit the image had been downloaded from Kenneth and Gabrielle Edelman's webpage, where it was originally posted a total of six times. Two of those times were by Streisand's lawyers. I don't know why they needed to download it twice. Maybe they needed to print it twice. Anyway Exposure had been minimal until Streisand filed her lawsuit and knowledge of the case went public. Over 400,000 people visited the site in the following month. I like the the style
1: of your Mm. YouTube friend there. Mm. Mm.
2: Yeah, I think he did a good job. Um... I just, yeah, I mean, I just think it's it was so well put and it did, it was exactly, to me, it was exactly what happened this week with, I had friends from overseas texting me going, what are the rumours? Wow. And it was like, and that was off the back of the news coverage that there were rumours that had been quashed. And I don't know how else you're supposed to deal with that stuff, hmm. given the defamation laws in New Zealand. I don't know how you're supposed to say that something isn't true when you can't say what the something is. We're dealing a lot with somethings. This is like the faux something of the bloody card to call from the courier. Yeah. It's just imaginary somethings all over the place.
1: Yeah. What what have I had delivered? I don't know. Actually actually deliver on Saturday? No. We clerk, don't work on Saturday. <laughs> the
2: Clark Ophid rumours is, is like a card to call from a courier. Yeah, it <laughs> is. <laughs> frustration and disappointment. Yeah. Anticipation, frustration and disappointment and a punish.
1: I've been banned from Facebook. What? Have you? Yeah. Uh, did, you get
2: ba- did you pay to keep banned? Did you pay to keep banned? Yeah. What did
1: you do? I put up a photograph of an interviewee that was happening in the weekend. Not this weekend. It was years ago. I was banned for about five weeks or so.
2: <laughs> what did the interviewee, what were they doing? Was it Hitler?
1: My, oh, <laughs> right, yeah, Hitler will do it. Oh, dear. Anyway, um, no, a wonderful woman. R- wonderful stories. Naked? She, um, not completely. Uh, she was a showgirl in Las Vegas, New Zealander, 1967, um, good friends with uh, Frank Sinatra, John Rickles, Dean Martin, mm. all of that. She was hanging she out with the Rat time. Pack. Um, she overheard Mafia hits and just pretended she was asleep and went. <laughs> uh, and there was a lovely photograph of her tits out, of course, with the big feathers over the top of the head. Mm. A b- beautiful photograph. Um, mm. <laughs> Nah, Facebook Went Facebook. Denied. Yeah, Facebook denied you've been banned. That's what, what happened.
2: <laughs>
1: so, this has <laughs> happened again?
2: Yeah, this has happened again to a young uh, up-and-coming New Zealand singer, songwriter, mm. singer, uh, Helen Corrie, who um, put, has recently put out a new single called La Femme, which is actually, I mean, I guess, ironically... Not in an Alanis Morissette kind of way, which was about treatment of females in the media. Which I, th- that's that was sort of what the song was about and what the video was about. It mm-hmm. did have a naked woman in it, painted in gold. So not like co- Frida. Yeah, Frida. What's it from? Yeah, from yep, the Civic. From the Civic, um, and Facebook uh, with basically. Not only banned, um, they actually, it was her her partner who posted said video on her professional public page, her, her sort of I'm a musician page, where she had a couple of thousand fans, mm. and um, he got banned for a few days, but also her page has now been shut down, not temporarily, permanently. Permanently? So he got a three-day or five-day or some kind of short-term ban, and she's lost her page. Now, the problem with this is, you know, in New Zealand, to get a couple of thousand Facebook followers when you're a little indie music artist is pretty tough, Yeah. and actually, funding bodies, New Zealand On Air, and actually, New Zealand On Air was quoted in, in the Herald article that covered it, but... Um, they require musicians to have a minimum of 1,500 followers mm. in order to, to qualify for funding. Which that takes p-
1: some doing. I was inundated with a like this week.
2: <laughs> with a like. A like. Exactly. I mean, it is tough out there, you know, unless you're Kanye, who lost 9 million followers off the back of his Trump tweet. He oh. had 9 million followers to lose. Um, but... And and then, of course, you know, it's a bit like your courier thing, getting actually, well, you've got a person, but getting hold of a person at Facebook, an actual person, because there's no Facebook New Zealand, you're having to go to Facebook International, and they're mm. going, well, I don't know who you are or what you do, or uh, you mean nothing to me, and you put up what, what, what we consider to be an inappropriate video, and these are our rules full stop. The unfortunate thing, I, th- thing I think, with this particular thing is that It's the sort of permanence of the ban as opposed to, hey, warning, we're going to take you down for three days, remove the video, and we'll reinstate you. Mm. Surely that would be the way to go. And it feels like very harsh measures to take an entire page down. And, of course, the minute – and people should be aware of this – the minute that you sign up to Facebook, basically everything that you put up there – the terms and conditions of Facebook is that every video and every photo and every post that you put on Facebook belongs to Facebook, and they can do with it what they what they will. Those yeah. are the T's and C's. If you haven't read them, pretty much, that's what it says. I'm not a lawyer, but pretty much my understanding from lawyers is that that's pretty much what it says. If you don't want Facebook to own the photos, if you don't want them to ban the photos or the videos or whatever, you shouldn't be engaging with Facebook. Oh. So you kind of go with that as part of the thing, but it, it it's this... Heavy-handedness, I think, which is the problem in this instance.
1: Is it a conflict between cultures that Facebook is essentially an American organisation and based, yes. and they are awfully prudish about breasts, as we saw with the costume failure at with the, Jack, uh, the yeah, Jackson. Janet Jackson, Janet yes. Jackson, that was, oh my God, yes. what has happened? Yes. Someone saw a breast. It's a, like a national freakout, whereas in in France or Spain or Denmark um, being naked in the office is an option.
2: Absolutely. Um, I, and actually I can speak to this for another reason is that I have somebody who is in the public eye who changed their name uh, from a married name back to a maiden name and every other social media platform this is in my capacity as publicity person, every other social platform they were allowed to change their name back willy nilly. Mm-hmm. Facebook determined that um, because the name had been changed from the maiden to the married name in the first instance, and then that had existed as a public page for a period of time, and then they would change this person was then changing back, having got separated changing back to a maiden name, which was actually the, the same bloody name they went on to Facebook with initially, but Facebook said we need the paperwork. Of the divorce. Now, of course, that doesn't take into account that in New Zealand you actually need two years of separation before you can apply for. Di- so you don't have paperwork in New Zealand to be separated, right? Mm-hmm. You have paperwork around a divorce, and so there was not an understanding from Facebook's end that you needed that. That we didn't have that here.
1: Mm-hmm. And right.
2: I do think it's cultural.
1: Yeah. Tits, Maybe the French should start up.
2: Problematic. Um, Lef- Visage. Le
1: livre de vivage. Le, <laughs> le, le,
2: le livre de Le,
1: le, le, le livre de visage. There
2: you go.
1: And it'll be all sorts of stuff like um, blurred French movies were in the 1960s.
2: Smoking, boobs, Yeah. coffee,
1: all that wine. Sort
2: of stuff.
1: Wine. It'll be quite a good place to hang out. <laughs> Not bad. Uh, okay, yeah. Well, that's Facebook. We learn more about it.
2: Yeah. Anyway, well, hopefully Helen Corrie will get her page back. There is a little media quest uh, locally for that to happen, so we hope that she does.
1: All right. Uh, Yeah, we've still got Kanye West to deal with, um, and much more besides. Media stick with Tamamook. More coming up shortly. It's 21 away from 9.
0: The Weekend Variety Wireless with Dock Edge Festival. Get a free program at dockedge.nz.
1: Don't touch it. Don't touch it. Don't. Touch it. That's what a lot of people were thinking when Kanye West went on TMZ with an interview. And it hasn't been talked about that much in the media here, mainly because we're uh, not as involved with these issues. But I also think there's an element of don't touch it, don't touch it, because it's poison Mm. and really hard to talk about. Won't hold us back, though. Kanye West on TMZ, Mm. um, he's been watching... Um, and listening to other opinions about Black life in America.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, sh- I maybe play it. I, I feel like we should say it before you do. Yep. It, the, in America, part of the. Uh, outcry uproar whatever you want to say came off the back of also that he had tweeted in support of trump
0: yeah 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 yeah
2: and then this happened yeah i think that's worth saying
1: yeah that's an unfortunate cluster
2: yeah
1: it is uh or it's cluster what unfortunate or, or well it was unfortunate for him yeah. yeah unfortunate for him anyway yeah wearing the mega hat and everything mm. like that he's allowed to do that whatever i mean to, to, as bill Maher said he is Kind of like a hip-hop Donald Trump. Mm. But anyway, here we go. Uh, here he is, Kanye West. Riffing offers new ideas. Oh, it is leave their messages where
3: they oh can. Oh, no, that's not
2: Kanye NBA. Oh, no, sorry. That's
1: Patrick
3: Gow. When you hear about slavery for 400 years, for 400 years, that sounds like a choice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was the big thing that got him in trouble, right?
2: Yeah. Slavery, what he said there, mm. specifically, is that... Over, I think, over the period of 400 years, slavery, I'm paraphrasing, became a choice. Slavery was a choice. The
1: quote is, when you hear about slavery for 400 years, 400 years, that sounds like a choice. Yeah. I think what, he's just so bad at expressing himself that anyone can um, find. Uh, his words to support their point of view. Yes. But I suppose... It's like I'm, a
0: horoscope.
1: Yeah, yeah. I th- That's maybe what I'm doing, but what the hell, I'll give it a go. When you hear about slavery for 400 years... 400 years, that sounds like a choice. Well, 400 years is since slavery was um, started yeah. in the USA. It went on for about 200 and something years, ended 1865, Jim Crow, segregation, all that sort of stuff. <coughs> but... Um, I think what he's saying is it's that oh if if it's not an obsession, it's that kind of you always referring to slavery as um a problem the the basis of all the problems mm. of race relations in the u s a and he doesn't think it should be mm-hmm. and that it maybe uh reconfirms a sense of victimhood which in Uh, which all in all may not be good Mm -hmm. for America, full Mm -hmm. stop. So, I don't know. That's what I think he was saying, but then he just rattles on and says,
3: Like, you was there for 400 years and it's all of y'all? You know, like, it's like we're we're mentally in prison. I like the word prison because slavery goes di- to, too direct to the uh, idea of blacks. It's like slavery, holocaust, holocaust, Jews, uh, slavery is blacks. So prison is something that unites us as one race, blacks and whites being one race, uh, that we're one, we're, we're the human race, we're human beings and stuff. And eventually, you know, um,
1: can, can, can I go
2: back to something? Yeah. Can I just say, Kanye, <laughs>
1: what the hell are you? saying?
2: I mean it is nonsense. Can I say that prior to that, because this on the internet you got, there was a few different um, durations. So there was like a a 90 second, which is pretty much the average consumption of the human on the internet is about Mm -hmm. 90 seconds of video. So there was a 90 second version. There was a 12 minute version which was called the extended cut. Now, for research purposes, Graham, I watched... The forty-two minute version.
0: Oh,
1: God, God bless you, time I know,
2: and uh, in which he speaks about the fact that he it was he speaks about the time that he was in hospital having plastic surgery looked in order to look. So let's clarify: TMZ is a tabloid media organisation uh, that is. Exists on the paparazzi model, it exists on the fact that they just send uh, videographers and, and photographers out in around Hollywood to uh, get interviews and photos of celebrities. Okay. So, in amongst this interview, he was saying that he had the previous. One of the previous rants, the time, one of the times that he'd been accused of being crazy, he had been in hospital having plastic surgery in order to look good for y'all, which was around the paparazzi in the media and the da da da, da. and then he was on opioid drugs and that opioid, the opioid addiction crisis is a form of slavery in America and blah, blah, blah. I mean, this was a full-on, full-on mm. rant.
1: Mm. If he was driving a car... Uh, he wouldn't get to his destination. There would be, oh, I'll take the self-ramp, or oh, maybe turn right here and turn left right there. And every little thought that comes into his head. Yeah. Um, he, uh, I think this is due to narcissism. I also think that, uh, given his track record as not the sharpest knife in the drawer, why mm. the hell? Um, I mean, people are looking at him as some great role model. Um, I mean, some of the points he makes ha- may have some validity, but then again, he is... Absolutely loaded, and does not live the life of a South Chicago kid trying Which to survive. somebody
2: in the TMZ office actually calls him out on. There's a there's a, a an African American guy in the office at TMZ who, yep. at the end of that rant, actually goes, "It's all very well for you in your position." Yeah.
1: Yeah. We'll just hear a little bit more, more if you comment on anything you like as a yeah, right now, we're, we're, we're choosing to be enslaved. We're like, okay, so Ebro, I FaceTime on, and I'm there with Candace. He's talking right? about victim mentality. You can make that point. If you just keep going on about being a victim, you can get tied up in it. Yeah. And he may have a good point. God, did I say Kanye West had a good point?
3: Candace just pulls out her Jedi lightsaber and just, you know, chops Ebro's head off with facts. I mean, the
2: Ebro FaceTimes what is he saying?
1: Yeah, he's talking, he's talking about his favourite new YouTubers. But um, the, the, another point that he makes, I think that we can translate, is that uh, contrary thought about um, social issues coming from a black person mm. um, is it's just a no go. And he's not. That's why he wants to be able to be free to express himself. That I am not carrying the um, the standard line that people do. Yeah. He may be in a position to do that, as we uh, mentioned, um, because he doesn't live...
2: Because he doesn't live a normal life.
1: No. But he's a massively successful person who's... Yeah. um, African-American, ta da
2: And he does cover these issues of things like slavery and oppression and stuff in his music, and I don't know that he necessarily needs to have a particularly eloquent approach when he does that in a lyrical way. It's not... uh, I don't know that his lyrics are necessarily the most evocative, but he does address some of this stuff in songs like Black Skinhead and uh, things like that. So, yeah.
1: When he's got it all written down and he's in front of a microphone and he's worked it that out, that's probably as good as he's going to get. Mm. But just riffing, the unfortunate thing with Kanye is that I, I don't think he expresses himself very clearly. No. And he's left himself open to misunderstanding. I think it's a shame that for, uh, I don't know, the, the, the following five or six reports about the Kanye West rant, about 400 years of slavery. Mm. Uh, everyone was saying there were 400 years of slavery. And then they were saying, oh, yes, that's right. There were 400 years of slavery. Hang on. Are you really interested in the history of slavery? Because it wasn't 400 years, and you shouldn't ever say that. Yeah. I mean, a year, uh, five minutes is long enough, but get it right. It's about 200 and something.
2: Yeah. And uh, I I think that is part of it. it. I do, though... Part of me, if I put on my cynical publicity hat, those Kardashians, of which he is married to one, are so media savvy that I cannot imagine that he walked into that TMZ office without knowing, without having some kind of thought process around what that might Mm. evoke. I'm not saying that he was intentionally going to put forward the content of that conversation, but I do think that there is a contrive Something here is contrived. Those people are way too smart. Okay. In terms of playing the media at their own game, the Kardashian tribe is too smart in playing the Hollywood media game, and that perhaps it was actually a way, a kind of random way in his, as you say, not very uh, articulate, to get people to talk about the issues. Mm. Um, or he's got an I, album I do, coming out. I, I, don't, don't
1: I don't think that, but um, it might be. Um, I think he learned a new idea and just tried to translate it to mm. be his own and didn't do a very very good job at it.
2: Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay.
1: We'll leave uh, Kanye West <laughs> there, shall we? Oh, but uh, Bill Maher, as uh, mentioned a little earlier... Uh, is, is this prophecy? Here's the thing about Donald Trump. He never apologizes. He's okay. never wrong. No matter what crazy thing he says, he's totally, ba- he's the white Kanye. From years ago.
2: <laughs> hey, so good. And Kanye West has had terrible, terrible, terrible blonde hair.
1: Oh, has he? Yeah,
2: really bad. Oh,
1: well, that does it then. Yeah.
2: It's you told the same me that in person. the beginning. Yeah.
1: All right. Kim Hill with a cracker. Here it goes. Or oh, we should talk. We should tell people what she's talking about.
2: Oh, so this was uh, Kim Hill yesterday, uh, and I just happened upon it. But I had been uh, the day before to the Body Worlds exhibition. So she was interviewing a chap called Simon mm, Chaplin, mm. Uh, who uh, about medical museums, and there's a uh, um, thing. Coming up about whether up
1: people.
2: about whether Auckland should have a medical museum. I know I'm a I'm a I know you sat up in your chair. See, yes, I know. Bring it on, right?
1: The medical school at Auckland University has a museum. I've been there. I've been there too. You're not allowed in for the general public. I've been. There it's too. stunning, it's isn't it? So good. Did you see the guy's
2: heart with a yes, chisel in it? So good. I know. Oh. I know. Give me a body part in a jar. I bloody love it. But I went to the Body Worlds exhibition on Friday, and which is amazing. Not enough of that specimen chisel and heart type stuff for me because I do I am I am drawn to the macabre. But it was pretty cool, with the like bodies and stuff. Okay. Anyway, this was an interview with a guy. There's a thing coming up at the end of May. I'm doing a really bad job of talking about what it is, but there's a website called Brave Hearts, which is about this the thing that's coming up which is a debate about Auckland getting a medical museum he's part of it and it's coming up on the 31st May he also has been part of medical museums in England da, 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 and this was Kim Hill having a chat to him
0: using his collection today to educate and to inform he wasn't showing it for profit so it was a kind of purely for the public good but it was also because he wanted to demonstrate the value in what he was doing as a surgeon and as an anatomist
2: I don't want to press the point in an unseemly fashion, but did the Bishop of Durham specifically give John Hunter permission to put his rectum on display? <laughs> <laughs>
1: we presume so. We don't hear that often from Kim Hill, do we? So good. Lovely. Tamar thank you very much. Our Bye. New Zealand Accent of the Week, Duck Shooter.
0: Oh, uh, isn't duck orange? orange? That's always a hot one if you're uh, cooking for a girl on a date. On- The weekend variety wireless with Dock Edge Festival, New Zealand's premier documentary film festival.
1: I know it's just a never-ending task until we get rid of all the buggers, but I try and keep the rats under control at home. So I've got traps, one, two, three of those little tunnel traps with a Victor whacker in the middle. uh, Caught lots, uh, got a Dock 200. Over the last few months, haven't caught a single rat, but there are rats. So I put poison out. Three baits taken one night. Next night, another three baits taken. The blue square jobs you get from Bunnings. The next night, another three baits. Then I find blue rat poo. That means they're eating it and getting on. What is going on? I would like an answer. Go to the Weekend Variety Wallace Facebook page. There are many suggestions there, along with some really pretty nutty stuff as well. But it's all fun. I've got my doc. I've got the good nature trap, though. That's what arrived on Friday eventually.